Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. I'm here with the beautiful Miss Melissa Lloyd. She is an artist who is kind of still figuring out her style. She's making a lot of progress in it, but right now she's working on landscapes using acrylic and mixed media. And she, up until this point, has been using the launch model, which she says has been going pretty well, but as a lot of us know, it can be fairly traumatic and she's not sure if that's the way that she wants to continue. She has four children at home, so she's trying to figure out how to maximize her time, make sure she's not wasting anything, and she's really utilizing those daycare hours. So welcome. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you. Melissa is actually inside of my consistent income group program, so we're just getting a little extra bonus coaching today. Okay. So Melissa, before I press play here, I was kind of asking you a little bit about what you were looking to get out of today. And essentially you said, I want to know that I'm doing the right things. I want to know where I should focus. Yeah. Yeah. I can just feel a little all over the place of all the things I want to be doing and trying to prioritize what feels most important to focus on and when. So draw back the curtains for me a little bit. What have you been focusing on? What's spinning around in your brain that's saying, I should be doing this? Kind of what's what's happening? Give me a little bit of a picture. Gosh, I would say I really want to just get in the studio and paint and work. And that's like what I really want to be doing. But then I also have projects going that I I have a couple of commissions that I'm working on, which I enjoy doing, but that feels different than just doing whatever I want to do completely and exploring. So I have projects to work on like that. Then I also sometimes just totally drop the ball with like social media and feel like I should be doing that. But I really, I just struggle with which of these do I focus on? I have aspirations of having posts planned, but that the amount of time that feels like it takes, I don't ever feel like I have to like get ahead on that as well as like education wise and my courses I'm taking from you, like wanting to make time for that. I, and then also I have a a house with four kids and you know, all the normal things that go along with having a family that I need to be working on. Yeah. It's just a sort of a struggle to know. And I'll I'll try to have a schedule like, okay, this is what, these are the days I'm going to do this. These are the days I'm going to do this. And then somebody's sick and that messes me up in their home and everything changed, you know? And so I just, I have a lot of trouble sticking to a schedule and I'm not really a great schedule person anyways. Like I've never Mm -hmm. been that way. How do you operate best? Like when you get the most done, what happens that day? Like what is, what are the circumstances that allow me to do that? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Or like what's, what's happening inside of you? almost. Hmm. Like, how do I feel? How you feel? <laughs> I know that's a weird question. Like for me. Okay. So I drop my kids off at school between eight and eight 30. Most of my calls I scheduled to start no earlier than 10 mm-hmm. because 
I have found that if I give myself that space in the morning to do whatever I feel like I want or need to do that day, which often includes things like listening to something on Audible or sitting on my porch and soaking up as much sun as I can or working out or gardening or, you know, whatever that Mm -hmm. is, what does my brain want to do that day? And I give it to it first. Mm -hmm. I'm much more productive that day. I could see that being true about myself. And I don't often though allow myself to do that. Just the time constraints that I have, it doesn't always feel like I have the luxury to do that. If I had a day without any responsibilities, except for like how I want to spend my time, like without any family responsibilities, I would totally probably do that. And then I would go paint and spend time doing that. I feel like I could be more productive. I think that's a really. <laughs> well, let me also say that this schedule is something my, my son has started going two full days, sort of, he's supposed to have a full day today. I had to go pick him up because he threw up. Hmm. So yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just one of those things, but for most of the year, I've been following a schedule and picking him up at 1230 and feeling guilty the entire first hour and a half of my day for not fitting more in because now mm. I have to go pick up my kit. Right. But on the days where I let myself give into that guilt, and I'm like, I have to fit all the things in that I can fit in. I don't get as much done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Cause you go truly, slower I don't. and just don't. Yeah. Because my brain is not on yet it's not Mm -hmm. ready to work on all of this stuff and so I'm just like forcing myself to stand in front of my computer like kind of with a blank nothing's really working or coming out so what really happens when I'm gardening or sitting on the porch or whatever is my brain is processing what do I want to do that day it's feeding me inspiration about how to do it and then when I do sit down to do it it's it's ready ready to go yeah that's really helpful, actually. I mean, that's great insight because I I could see myself being very much that way because there's plenty of days where it's like I do sort of freeze and I end up not really doing much with that like time that I do have. And then I feel like ready. Okay, I could do it now, but my time's up. Do you know what I mean? I've experienced that when I do sort of just let myself relax and do whatever, instead of getting things done right away, by time I'm like, feel mentally ready to go do whatever the things I should do are I'm out of time but if I put like a yeah I'm gonna do this for 45 minutes whatever I want to do then I still have another hour and a half or so before I really have to exactly and the other part of this is that you know what you're supposed to be doing that day right you said yes one I'm not really sure where to focus And also I'm not really great at sticking with a calendar, Mm -hmm. like what I'm supposed to do that day. Yeah. So one thing that you could do is figure out like, what are my focuses for this month? And then give yourself a pool to choose from. That's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. So this is something that I've been doing with my one-on-one clients recently is really figuring out what are my core activities Mm -hmm. that need to be done at any given time so that I don't have to make all these decisions about what I should be working on. Right. Right. And because that takes energy. (laughs) 
It does. It takes yeah. so much energy. And yeah. probably half of the time that you're trying but, to work is prioritizing and trying to figure out where, where am I yeah, focusing? It absolutely is. <laughs> when you can eliminate that, it's way easier. You can jump from, okay, I did whatever I wanted to do. And now I can do one of these four things. So what that looks like is first we look at, let's just do a month together, shall we? Okay. So if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't figured it out yet, I'm a big fan of mixing content marketing and relationship marketing because it's just way more effective. So we got to look at both of those things. We've got to look at the art that we want to make. And we got to look at one, what's worked in the past. Okay. And we have to look at what do you feel like trying or doing in the future? Okay. And then also, I know this is going to be confusing if you're listening. So I'm trying to explain what I'm doing as efficiently as possible. The other thing we need to look at is the three parts of marketing. We have to make sure that people are finding us, Mm -hmm. that we are nurturing them, and that we are selling. Right. Okay. Naturally, most people will only do one or two of those. And so you really got to look at, am I doing all of the parts to be the most effective? Okay. So let me ask you, I like to make a little chart. You don't have to make a chart. You can just kind of think about these things. But when we're thinking about what's worked for you in the past, as far as the people who have bought your art, how have they found you? What, what's worked there? I mean, most of the people that have bought at this point are people that I know that know me Uh personally from someplace in my life. So I would guess that's relationship marketing. Absolutely. So how did they figure out that you were an artist and that you have art for sale? Social media would be how they figured it out. Most of them, because we were, they were already following me. When I started doing my art, I didn't create a new account. Like I just started posting on my personal account and merged into an art account. So gotcha. So as far as visibility, you had a personal account. You know, those are a lot of times so effective. (laughs) I have to start this whole new account for my art because people might not want to see it and yada yada yada. But you're just like doubling down on the amount of work you have to do. Because now you have to start from scratch and then you have to go tell all those people to follow you over there and so if you're just trying to decide between the two, listen to Melissa. (laughs) Yeah, that did work really well. Okay. Do you ever talk about your art with the people that you know, or is it just based on? I, I think a lot of times they'll ask me about it. And then like, I sort of just talk about what I'm doing and why, like why I'm pursuing this as my job and like my dreams. We don't necessarily talk a lot tangibly about the art itself. Mm-hmm. as much, but yes, like we will talk about what I'm doing. Okay. So my little chart, just so you guys know, it's in the co- visibility slash content marketing box. I put that you used your personal account mm-hmm. and in the relationship and nurture box. I put, you're talking about what you're doing and your why and your dreams with people that you already know. Mm-hmm. What else? What you said that you're using the launch model. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. Three columns and two rows. The top column is relationship. The bottom column is content marketing. 
and then across or did i say that right top row mm -hmm. is relationship the bottom row is complementary. and then the first column is visibility the second is nurture and the third is sales i find writing it down in this way is just a really great visual to help you see what's happening and like what you're missing sort of exactly or, yeah right yeah and i just sort of i'll pick this is what i'm doing right now and every time that little collection that i'm gonna launch looks a little different about as far as like what i'm focusing on but they usually kind of I don't necessarily, I start out like more like parameters of I'm going to paint this in this medium. And then I'll pick, this is the date I'm planning to release these. I'll try to send emails to advertise this is coming. And as it gets closer, a few more of those, I'll, you know, be a big launch for my newsletter people, mm -hmm. email subscribers. And then I'm also usually trying to post consistently on social media leading up to that. And Basically, I found it's always my email subscribers that buy. I don't know if I've ever had a single person that's not on my email list buy anything from me at all. So that does feel like that's a really good place to have people. But yeah, but I sort of use more Instagram as like a way to remind those people, hey, this is coming. Perfect. Yeah. How are people getting on your email list? Through Instagram. And then I, you know, I'll share my Instagram post to Facebook. I usually have a link in my Instagram profile for people to join. And I usually, I get the most subscribers when I have a launch coming, especially around the holidays. I've done ornaments the last three years and those are always just in really, I think an easy way for people to dip their toe into buying something from me because the price point is lower. So I usually, it seems like I gather quite a few new subscribers during the holidays too. Yeah. yeah. Do you do anything offline ever? No, it's like you have four I, children. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's honest. Yeah, no, it's honestly more less that and more. I think I feel intimidated about doing that mm. yet. I think my work is good right now. Like I don't feel ashamed of it, like or anything like that. I, I feel proud of it, but also I know I'm not where I want to be. And so I think I'm waiting to make my in-person appearance. So I feel like this is who I am. I get it. <laughs> but I don't know if that is, also, I can't tell quite though, is that just fear? And I should be doing that now. Do you ever really feel like I've arrived? <laughs> you know, so. If you feel like you've gotten to where you want to be and you're done, you should just quit. Right. Yeah. And I don't know that you ever feel like that. I think though, I keep waiting to feel a little more like that than I do right now. <laughs> but it probably is more fear. Yeah. So that I, but I have not done yeah I haven't done that yet but it is on my someday list I'm going to do this but I think also a little bit trying to figure out how to have a, a large enough body of work to bring to something like that feels a little intimidating to me as well because when I do my launches I have I make my own deadline and so if I need to push it out another month I can do that I did talk to this coffee shop in our area that sells pieces that, you know, will hang people's work for however long. And, and it was, I could have signed up to do that, but it, I felt intimidated by the number of pieces I was going to have to have ready. And just was like, what if I'm not ready? Yeah. Again, fear, I guess, sure. in a sense. Yeah. But also like practicality. Sure. But fear can definitely hide in practicality mm -hmm. too, because if you really wanted to do it, I would do it. You would do it. I would do it. Exactly. I'd figure it out. Yeah. The other thing I just did 
was I made an identical two rows, three columns that I'm writing down future. What does she okay. want to do? What does that look like? What, what's kind of calling to her and what is she afraid of doing that she shouldn't do? Because yeah. fear is often where the most success lies. Right. It's, it's mm. like this funny little trick the universe does on us. It's like, you've got to prove you really want it and then yeah. I'll give you what you want. Yeah. The things we're most afraid of generally end up being the things we love doing. Almost uh, always. That resonates. So anything else you want to share? Anything I'm just going to say relate to visibility. How do you feel like you, you best nurture the, either your Instagram or your Facebook or the people around you? Is there anything you want to add for sales? Anything that you want to do that we mm -hmm. haven't touched on yet? I know. So we have a detached garage at our house that we are currently turning into an art studio. And that is, I'm very excited about that. And I do have dreams of like having, like inviting people into that space. And I don't know at what, what capacity yet, but I know that's something I want to do. I don't know how, how many is it yet, but I feel very excited about the opportunities that that will create. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So if we're thinking about this upcoming month, the way that we do it inside of the group is that we have a focus of every month, whether it's visibility, nurture, sales, or after sales, we wrap up, rest, reflect, make our new plan, continue. So we could go that route, or we could just look at overall big picture. What are the things we want to work on this month? Which one feels more aligned to it? I feel like overall big picture right now big was picture. where I'd okay. like to start. Great. So we need in our core activities, we need some relationship something, something. We need some content, something, something, art. And are there any projects that we need to be executing? Do commissions fall under projects or art? To, um, or is that pins up to me? We could go either way. Okay. What feels better for you? I kind of want to put under projects right now. I feel like projects because I feel like because my style keeps shifting, you know, when people hire me for a commission, I'm always kind of like, which one of these are you more picturing? So sometimes I feel like right. I have to go a little backwards from where I'm at to do those. Okay. So let's see. We also need to make sure we've got some sort of visibility, some sort of nurture, some sort of sales. Yes. So under visibility, we have creating our personal account. That's kind of like a one and done thing. There's yeah. not really anything else to do there. So let's just not, we're going to kind of cross that one off. Okay. It's good. It's done. The other thing that we have, well, uh, two things, but those are under not what's worked, but what do I want to do? I wrote okay. down coffee shop mm -hmm. and I wrote down in-person activities. Yep. <laughs> so we're just going to leave that there for a minute. Okay. <laughs> under nurturing I wrote down asking people to sign up for emails through their content and sending out emails mm -hmm. um, I also wrote down talking to the people around you about what you're doing and why and your dreams I also wrote down future in-person activities the thing about in-person activities is they can be really useful because they cover visibility nurture and sales all in one all one Sure. Like a package deal. Right. That makes sense. As far as sales go, we have emails leading up to a lunch. 
I also have social media leading up to a launch, but I didn't really highlight that one because you said the emails are where it's at. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down in the future, in-person studio visits. Oh, and in-person activities. Okay. Of all the things I just said, what stands out to you as the thing you want to spend time on this month? I feel like one thing that I, I mean, I already have this coffee shop that I've talked to before. I feel like I should just go talk to them again and get my name. I know it's a list. It could be a year before I really would get a spot. So I feel like I should just go do that and be brave and get that Mm, done. (laughs) For sure. So I am writing that down under relationship. Here's the difference. Relationship means there is some sort of person to person interaction involved whether that's in person, online, whatever. It does not Mm -hmm. mean writing a post that says, tell me what you think. That's still content. Content is anything that you put out to the masses. It could be flyers. It could be your website. It could be social media. It could be emails. It could be videos. It could be Pinterest, whatever, whatever, whatever. That's all content. Right. And that's where most people focus. Yeah. We're balancing here. So I wrote down under relationship, I wrote down coffee shop, which is going to be kind of a visibility activity for you. But Mm -hmm. I'm also going to challenge you to say coffee shop is kind of a one-off, right? You go over there, you talk to them, you get on the list or you don't. Yeah. So looking for other in-person activities. Okay. The other thing I'm adding to that list. And that might be more coffee shops. That might be an art market that might be applying to galleries for like group shows, whatever that looks like for you, that feels good. That. Okay. Okay. So next we have content. When you were talking, we don't have any future. You didn't say anything about, I want to make more content. (laughs) You did say, I'd like to be more organized. I, yeah. I didn't say, I want to, do Pinterest and YouTube and anything like yeah, that? Yeah, no, I don't really want to add anything else. I think I think what I really desire is to feel like I can be authentic in the content I put out to the masses. I'll let them know me. I don't mind being vulnerable with people. That's not hard for me, but I haven't quite figured out how to do that when I'm not in front of a person. Yeah. And not that I want to spill all my guts or anything like that, mm-hmm. but in a way that feels like people can connect with. So I really do desire that. And I think part of what I feel like with social media for me or the content marketing is how do I, how do I do that in a way that feels relatable for people? And like, I feel like one of the things I need to do more is, is journal, which I enjoy journaling, but I feel like that's like for my brain, like the precursor to being able to put more content out there is I need to be journaling so that I can figure out what do I have to say. I know it's in there, but I feel like there's too much going on. So it's, I can't just pull it up right when I want to, you know. Have you done the section about in the curriculum about the three big topics? I did. And I, I was like in tears writing when I did that one. <laughs> And I need to go back and read what I wrote again. I just feel like I do a lot of feelings and thoughts and that I just need to get out. Yeah. So I don't think it's so, I might be wrong here. Sure. But I don't know that it's so much that you don't know how to do that as you're maybe a little bit hesitant to do that. Probably. Yeah. 
for sure. Okay. So you get a challenge. What yeah. would you like? And I'm not going to assign you a challenge. I want you to assign yourself your own challenge. So as far as your content goes, what kind of 30 day challenge would you like to give yourself? Oh, can you help me think of some options? <laughs> sure. You said, I want to show up more authentically and relatably to you. What is the most authentic, relatable version of content? And we're not even talking about what, what you want to say yet. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm looking at like, what is the delivery vehicle that feels the easiest? Okay. I think my newsletter feels the safest in some ways. So maybe my newsletter and I, that's something I have wanted to be more consistently. I sometimes don't like it that I mostly send emails when I have something to sell. (laughs) Right. So not that people want to hear from me every week, but even once a month, if I could send an email that felt a little more personal or human then hey look at this mm. i have this coming for sale so i'm writing down a content human newsletter times one <laughs> but again that's kind of a one-off so how yeah. do we build on that what we're looking to do is create a big picture like how are okay. all these things working together yeah we can send a newsletter but how are we getting more people to your newsletter maybe that's part of the challenge here okay yeah I would like to be more consistent on social media. Is that, is that a larger picture then? I mean, to me, that's where people are getting on my newsletter. So what if, let me suggest something. Let me tell me what you think. Okay. What if for the next month, how many social media posts do you normally do a week? It just depends on the month. If I could do one a week, I'm doing pretty good. But some weeks there's been times where I've done more than that. But one consistently for me would be pretty Okay. So I have no problem with you posting once or okay. once a week, generally, as long as we are doing other things for visibility and nurturing yeah. sales. That being said, we just said we are going to create a challenge for you for this month. So I'm going to push you a little bit. Let's say two a week. Yeah. And the call to action for those is sign up for my newsletter or DM me your email address and I'll sign you up for my newsletter. Yeah. Okay, so two posts with newsletter CTA. We're going to go back over this at the end and see if it's too much. Okay. Then I want you to revisit that content topic video and do whatever you need to do around that to feel like I know what I want to say that makes me feel authentic and human. Yeah, okay. So that's going under projects because that's an on top thing that's supporting us in everything else that we're doing. What do you want to be making for your art right now? (laughs) Are we landscaping, mixed mediaing? Yes. Yes. Are we focusing on a particular site? Or is it just all over the place? See, I've had like these, I've tried to have these like daily, at one point, daily little renderings going on that are just watercolor and pencil, just like a daily thing when I can't get in the studio. But I also really enjoy working larger. I want to do some, I've been wanting to work on wood panels. I have some wood panels that I've been wanting to do some work on and try that as well. Is that a studio thing or when I can't get in the studio thing? Studio thing. And how often would you say you're able to get into the studio? I've had sick kids a lot lately. I would say if I could spend two mornings a week in there when my son's at preschool, that would be great. But sometimes only one is realistic. And if you're not in the studio, how realistic is it for you to do a 
a study. Much more realistic. I mean, I could, I could do that. They don't take me forever. And I mean, they are enjoyable. It would be an easy thing to do, honestly, even in that, like, however many minutes I'm doing whatever I want. Do you know what I mean? Kind of thing that they feel yeah. enjoyable to do like a, it doesn't feel like an assignment. It just feels like a way to let out some creative creativity. So are these studies something that turn into like the foundation of what a painting will be? They started out more as exercise, but I do feel like they're leading me into more possibilities for the future of larger pieces, but they didn't set out, start out with that being the intention. I think that makes them fit very nicely in. So we're going to say they are. Okay. We don't have anything for selling. And I almost feel like the, I said studio studies that turn into wood panels when you have time, but we also have commissions that we have to finish. I want to make sure that if you've only got one studio time per week, we got to mm-hmm. get these commissions out the door. Right. So I'm currently crossing off wood panels, but they're next. Okay. okay. How are we including some possibility of people buying from us? Until I have a an in-person thing going on at this point, I only really know how to do the, the launches. So continuing to do that, my launches are usually fairly small as far as how many pieces. It's usually 10 or less that I do. Okay. We don't want to wait, in my opinion. We don't want to yeah. wait because that just puts these big gaps between when we can make money because we have yeah. to fit in this whole launch. Right, right. So would you be more comfortable with as studies or wood panels are finished? And like I said, we've got to finish our commissions first. We are offering them for sale or we want to take on more commissions or we want to get real serious about in-person activities starting now. Yeah, I don't think I'm ready to do that quite. I'm ready to look into that and start scheduling some things, but not ready to like do one right this month or next month necessarily. I would say I would rather try selling them as they're completed, whether it's on Instagram stories or trying to send out an email every time I have a new one feels like a lot to me, like too much. Like I don't want to bombard people's email. Right. But also one newsletter that says, hey, I have something for sale this month probably isn't going to generate a lot of income for you. No. Also, I'm already pushing you on the two posts a month. So where are we fitting this in? Does that fit in with my social media posts? Like it could be that you do every other one for newsletter and sale, but still in my general experience, it requires a lot more than just one post. And I also don't want to add a whole lot onto your plate because Mm -hmm. we're trying to minimize here but stories like you just mentioned could be a way to put out a lot more content quickly Mm -hmm. in a way that feels Mm -hmm. pretty easy Mm -hmm. is that true for you yes I tend to it tends to be easier for me to show up there than posting okay so we're going to add cell studies in stories okay so what we have right now we have a visibility activity which is the coffee shop and looking for other in-person activities we've got some nurturing because people seem to really like your newsletter and we're going to also work on our side of that meaning we feel good we feel authentic we feel relatable so that's another part of that as for sales we're going to 
sell the studies in our stories. And we're gonna be making these studies. Projects, we've got commissions and the content topics that we're working on. So that feels like about maxed out mm -hmm. with how much you can accomplish. Is that realistic to say I can do all of that this month? Probably not. Okay. Maybe. So what are we taking yeah. out? Yeah. I'm just thinking my kids are getting out of school. <laughs> you know. I'm um, gonna suggest something actually. Okay. I'm gonna suggest the two newsletter calls to actions go into your stories. So we're pretty much exclusively saying my focus is stories and newsletter. Okay. If the posts happen, the posts happen. Sure. But they are not core activities. Okay. So stories and newsletter are my content core activities. Yeah, you've got one newsletter to send out and then you're going to be real active in your stories with two calls to action being the study is done and it's for sale and sign up for my newsletter. Okay. Does that feel better so far? Yes, that does. Yeah. Okay. Looking for in-person activities, newsletter stories, studies, commissions, and content topic video. How does that feel? That feels better. Okay. So just theoretically, because this happened to me, your kid throws up on Friday, gets pink eye on Monday, and then throws up again on Thursday. <laughs> How are we pivoting? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Let me ask a different question. What's priority one? I want to say I have to make the art if I don't have the art, right? I don't have anything. There's not actually a right answer here because yeah. one thing does not a strategy make. Yeah. So it's really more up to you. What okay. is your priority? Actually, when is your commission due? They're both people are pretty flexible. One is due at the end of June and one is honestly, they still haven't, we haven't set the timeline yet. I just know it's coming. Okay. I have a thought I want to throw okay. out. If you did nothing else, but you completed this commission and you started the process on the next one, that would mm -hmm. mean you have income coming in. That's true. Which is great. So that's priority one. Okay. Priority two two in my opinion is the coffee shop because that doesn't take long and it's no. planning for the future and it's creating more belief in yourself that you can do hard things yeah that sounds good and it feels number three that sounds good commissions coffee shop studies if all if all hell breaks loose that's your plan if things go well we're also going to look for other in-person activities. We're going to do a newsletter and we're going to show up on stores. Yes. Okay. I can do that. Last priority, the content topics video and working on that is actually my last priority because I feel like that is something that you can use as an excuse to not put yourself out there if I haven't completed it yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I'm saying you have to put yourself out there, you're probably going to find the time to figure out what you what want to, to talk do. about. So I'm putting my teachings last, <laughs> which is really sad. Okay. Yes. Super helpful. So do you feel like you know where to focus and what to do and in what order to do them? I do. That feels great. Very helpful. So if you're doing this at home, try making that little chart. Remember across the top is visibility, nurture sales on the bottom this relationship and then content and just fill in what's worked for you before and what you want to do and then 
look at it and make sure it's balanced. You've got some relationship, you've got some content, you've got some mm-hmm. visibility, you've got some nurture, you've got some sales. Don't try to do everything on that chart. Right. Really look at it and see number one, what's the thing I want to do the most out of all this okay. and start there and then go from there. Okay. I like it. I like our plan. I feel like it's doable. Yes. This feels very helpful, which has to be doable. You can't make yeah. a plan that you're not going to do. Then you just no. set yourself up for I'm a failure. Right. Okay. Melissa, this is great. Where Thank can people you. Find you. You're welcome. I'm my website is just my name, Melissa Lloyd. Dot com and Lloyd is only with one L. <laughs> Why don't you spell the whole thing for me? Okay. My name is Melissa Lloyd, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, Lloyd, L-O-Y-D. So just melissalloyd.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at Melissa Lloyd Art. Perfect. Thank Your you help. so much for doing this with me. It was so helpful. Thank you. You're great. You are very welcome. All right. I will talk to you soon, Miss Melissa. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And as an added bonus, when you subscribe, it helps other artists find this advice so we can learn how to make our art more valuable as a community. What could be better than that? And be sure to say hello and let me know you've been listening over on Instagram. My handle is at artistmarketcup. I would love to hear from you.